0: Hi, this is Ellie Fishman, and welcome to the November 2019 CTSS quiz. November means RSNA is around the corner, and it means yesterday celebrated Halloween, which means I'm going to show you 10 cases, all treats, and no tricks. So let's get started. On this first case, I asked you what the best diagnosis is. You see two cinematic renderings, there's an NG tube in place, and perhaps the image on the right is easier to appreciate. You see the descending thoracic aorta, and then you see a vessel going from left to right. You also see the azygus on the right side, but the vessel crossing from left to right is classic for an aberrant right subclavian artery. In is usually it's asymptomatic unless you have an aneurysm of the uh, right subclavian artery. So just a beautiful example, also showing you very nicely how cinematic rendering works for looking at vessels. In this case, I ask you for the best diagnosis. There's an obvious pancreatic mass solid and cystic with calcification. Now, if the patient was young and you wanted to say this is a spend tumor, I would say you're right. But middle age, occasionally gets spens, but usually not. Adenocarcinomas don't have that dense calcification. You could sometimes see calcification if adenocarcinoma arose in a patient with chronic pancreatitis. Serous cyst adenomas have central calcification, sometimes stellate calcifications but they're not cystic and solid. This, mal- this is a malignancy. If this was a cystic tumor, it would be a malignant cystic tumor, not a benign cirrhosis adenoma. So when I see a solid mass and solid and cystic with coarse calcification or funny calcifications, I'm saying a neuroendocrine tumor. Neuroendocrine tumors will commonly calcify, and this is an excellent example of such. Now, in this case, it's very simple. What is that muscle group? You see a whole bunch of the same muscles, they're all attaching to the ribs. It's obviously the serratus interior. I think all of us at times forget to learn the muscle. We know the pectoralis major muscle and pectoralis minor, maybe the latissimus dorsi. We need to know all the muscles, just a very nice example. And in trauma, you can see injury to the serratus interior. There was just a football player, I forgot from what team recently, who had a uh, insertion of the serratus disrupted, and now they can't throw. So it's important, particularly if you're the radiologist for a football team. In this case, what's the best diagnosis of abdominal pain? This is a mass vascular with neovascularity. To me, it's a malignancy, so I don't look very much past hepatoma. If you said hepatic adenoma, I couldn't argue because hepatic adenomas become hepatomas often, so it would be a hepatic adenoma with looking like hepatoma. It's not hemangioma, you don't have the puddling, it's not FNH, it's not homogeneous. You do get feeding vessels, but they're central. This neovascularity, this is hepatocellular carcinoma or hepatoma, even though the liver is not cirrhotic. This patient had chest pain we were doing a coronary CTA for uh, coronary artery disease. And what do you see by the right coronary? There is a calcified lesion, which is occluded in part, classic for a right coronary artery aneurysm. The coronary artery most commonly involved with coronary artery aneurysms is indeed the right coronary artery. Not the circumflex, not the LAD. This can lead to infarcts, but I don't see an infarct, and this surely is not a dissection. A beautiful example of a right coronary artery aneurysm. Now, this is a great case, a typical abdominal pain. What do you do with this? I know the first thing you're thinking about, could this be a pancreatic mass? If this was pancreas, it's a neuroendocrine tumor, but it's not the pancreas because the images of the pancreas are normal, and this is too low already. It could be a mesenteric mass, like a carcinoid tumor, but then you see desmoplastic reaction. Maybe you see a mass in the small bowel, but you always see desmoplastic reaction, and you're not seeing it here. I have heard of cases of TB with calcification, but that's like peritoneal seeding, and the patient's usually from Africa. I've, I was once quizzed on a case of a patient from Ethiopia. Sclerosing mesenteritis is one of those tricky diagnoses. It's often confused with other things. It's often hard to prove short of surgery, and it's hard to prove on biopsy. But this is a good example. The PET was negative. The patient was asymptomatic related to this. Sclerosing mesenteritis is the right diagnosis. 50 year old female with distension, the best diagnosis. You can get extensive ascites from, from liver disease, cirrhosis, but this is not liver disease, and this is more than ascites. Look at the appearance around the transverse colon. That's carcinomatosis. It's not the ascites from renal failure. And yes, gastric cancer can give you carcinomatosis, but the stomach, at least what we see, looks good. So this is carcinomatosis from ovarian cancer, often extensive ascites, implants on the liver and spleen, Diffuse infiltration in the omentum, uh, implants, you name it. This was ovarian cancer. This patient was febrile, and I asked for the best diagnosis. Again, you could consider this as a tumor, a cystic renal cell carcinoma, relatively hypovascular, maybe somewhat necrotic. But in a febrile patient, you need to be thinking about an abscess. Yes, people with carcinomas can be febrile, Lymphoma, they can be febrile. Transitional, probably not. And yes, lymphoma can be necrotic, but the appearance of this, the changes in the perirenal space, you got to be thinking an abscess, and this was an E. coli abscess. Again, we often forget about abscesses in the liver and the kidneys, and that often delays the proper management and diagnosis of the patient. So think about it. Here, you simply get a urine culture, and you have the right answer. The most likely diagnosed in this case, large mass, it looks cystic, it probably involves the kidney, involves the right psoas muscle, it's not lymphoma, that's usually solid. When lymphoma is cystic, then you're typically going to appreciate the treatment. This is not just a mesenteric cyst, they may have thin septations, not solid components, and they don't involve the right psoas muscle. Adenocarcinoma, nah, that's not how it looks. This is classic for liposarcoma. Most common retroperitoneal sarcoma, yes, it's a liposarcoma, but where's the fat? Liposarcomas often have minimal fat, or in this case, no fat. Just a beautiful example, and if you were dictating it, you would say it's a sarcoma. It could be a malignant fibrous histiocytoma. It's an aggressive malignancy, but liposarcoma is a good choice, and that's what it was. This patient with right lower quadrant pain, I want to share a really nice case of this entity. Look at the distal ileum. Look how it's enhancing. Look at the prominent vessels, the so-called comb sign. That's the classic appearance, and I gave you two really nice views, of active Crohn's disease. It's not the appearance of ischemic enteritis. This patient is not a small bowel obstruction patient, and this is showing out appendicitis. Crohn's disease is classic for comb sign. You can see the comb sign at times with other things, GVH, or other inflammatory processes. The Enhancement of the bowel, again, great for Crohn's, though not specific, but together, I think in Crohn's disease, and Crohn's is the answer. So with that, I've shown you 10 cases. I hope you have a great month. I hope to see you at RSNA, and I hope to see you uh, around CTSS, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, on the App Store, 16 apps and counting, I will see you next month. Have a great day, bye. If you liked what you heard here today, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and visit our website, ctss.com for lectures, quizzes, pearls, and more. Also, be sure to check out our apps that are available for free on the Apple Store. All links are in the description box below.